Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Andrew Bevan from Teen Vogue. Hi guys, how's it going? Um, today we have an awesome guest, uh, Miss Catherine Schwarzenegger, best-selling author, activist, and entrepreneur. She has a new book out that is perfect for any college graduates in your life, and also probably most of us adults can probably learn something from it too. It's called I Just Graduated, Now What? And uh, she's going to come out and give us a, a sample reading. Hi. So what are you going to read from for well, us? Um, so I'm going to start off by reading the conclusion chapter of, um, of my book. It, I, I wrote it after I had done all of the research for my book and after interviewing everyone and going through the whole process. So it's kind of my, um, kind of what I learned from the book and what I hope you guys will get from the book. So I'm going to read it with you guys. Okay, so it's called Now What? Um, if you've taken the time to read this book, then you're probably a lot like me. You're beginning a new chapter in your life. Maybe you feel daunted by all the possibilities before you and you're unsure of what to do next. I'm no stranger to these feelings. I wrote this book because of the anxiety I felt about finding a career. And writing this book turned out to be the perfect job for me at this moment in my life. It has given me the time I needed to help me understand and see my path more clearly. It made my first year out of college more understandable and has set me on the path that I feel positive about pursuing. As a recent graduate, I feel a little silly offering lessons. Instead, I'll tell you about the four most important lessons I've learned from the people with whom I spoke. Number one, it's okay to not, uh, not to know exactly what, you, what your life course will be. I will admit that there are still times where I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Sometimes I feel lost or that I'm going off track and I feel like I should be doing something else with my life. There were plenty of times during this process of writing this book when I asked myself, who am I to think that I can write this book? I had to keep reminding myself that if I was experiencing these feelings about life after college, other people in my age were probably feeling similarly too. By now you've read that almost everyone in this book felt scared, confused, and unsure of what they were going to do after college, and most didn't have a specific plan when they graduated. When I graduated, I was beyond frustrated that I didn't have some sort of plan for myself. Today, I look back and I'm so thankful that I didn't have a set plan in place. If I had, I wouldn't have had the chance to write this book and learn so much from the people who gave me their time, advice, and wisdom along the way. One of the greatest challenges I've had to face since graduating from college is learning to be patient and having faith that I will find my place in the world. I often have to remind myself that I'm still young and have a long life ahead of me. Now at 24, just starting out in my career, I realize that I don't need to have it all figured out. I can enjoy being my age and continue to work hard and live in the moment, knowing that I have so much more to learn in life. I also know that my interests and ambitions will evolve as I get older and gain a, deep under, a deeper understanding of myself and of the world. Number two is to be open to new possibilities. I learned that it's best to be open-minded about opportunities that come your way. Never close yourself off from things that might create happy accidents. If you do have a plan for your future, be prepared for it to change. Life is full of surprises and it's, been, and it's best to be open to them. Be willing to adapt to whatever happens because each apparent obstacle is a stepping stone along the path that will lead you to where you're supposed to be. While I'm still a planner and a list maker, I try to remind myself of the importance of also being open to opportunities and things that aren't necessarily on my list. And if the winds change 
winds of change should blow me in a different direction. I'm confident that they will take me to wherever I'm supposed to be. Stay curious, learn new things, and try things that you never thought you would, because now is the time when your real education starts. Your textbook learning is done for now, but your life learning is just beginning. Think of this time as the starting of the university of life. Awesome. So uh, it's a very exciting week for you. Yes. The book's finally out and yes. online. And um, when you uh, had finished your your first book uh, and then thinking about your next project, was there sort of an aha moment that you had when you were coming up with the the concept of this, or was it always in the back of your mind? No, I mean it was definitely never in the back of my mind to do this book at all. I think my aha moment for wanting to write this book was definitely just graduating college and having everyone ask me the annoying questions of what are you going to do when you graduate college leading up to my college graduation because for me those started before my senior year even began which is annoying um, so when people would ask me that question I didn't have a response for it so I felt after I graduated that a book like this would have been really helpful for me at the time so I just kind of decided to do it because I was fed up with being asked the question over and over again. <laughs> you, you talk um, about uh, kind of needing to maybe, that there's not, not any one way of doing things, or I believe you said um, it's not one right way, it's your, yes, your, way. your way. Your way. And I find like, uh, I often tell kids that they need to be open and spontaneous to things and not necessarily have a grand master plan because that can set them up so set themselves up for disappointment uh what do you find that that is good advice or I feel like I did exactly what you're telling people not to do like I constantly had a plan for myself right. and I think you everyone goes through life having this plan of that's already kind of set in stone for you. So you go, you know, you go to school, you go to high school, and then it's assumed that you go to college. And in college, you're supposed to be spending those four years learning about what you're supposed to do when you get out of college and, you know, go into the real world. And I felt that college didn't really prepare me for what I was supposed to know in the real world. So for me, not having a plan for the first time in my life was a terrible feeling. Um, and I think knowing after doing this book and seeing that there is no one specific path anymore out of college and there's so many different opportunities which is an amazing thing but also a very overwhelming thing for people graduating. Um, I think it was more comforting for me to know that you can go so many different ways and still manage to be as successful as the 31 people in this book. So it was comforting for me. Right, and, and it's so, it's, that being said, it's very comforting to know that even, you know, as much as times have changed and as much as there even might be even more pressure for college graduates today that, you know, somebody 30 years ago was going through the same exact thing. <laughs> exact same thing, which is very comforting to know. <laughs> uh, how long did it take you to write this book? Um, so I graduated two years ago now and I started writing the book in the fall um, of when I graduated, so uh, 2012. Um, so I started writing it then. It took me over a year and a half, and then the whole waiting game after that of, you know, when it was going to come out, et cetera. So about a year and a half, I would say. Do you have any strange uh, writing habits? 
Strange writing. I don't like to write in the total in total silence. Like I know a lot of people that do love that. I don't like that. I feel like I can get very distracted with my own thoughts if I'm total in total silence. So I like to do it around people. Um, I often go to my mom's office and work because there are a lot of people there doing interesting things, and I like being around that energy. So for me, just being around good energy is kind of the best writing habit for me. And now uh, I have a a puppy, so for me, having him around while I'm writing is kind of soothing. So I guess that would be my weirdest writing habit. <laughs> How did you choose uh, who you wanted to include in the book? Um, so when I decided to do the book, I kind of came up with like a preliminary list of people that I wanted to interview that I personally would be interested in interviewing and hearing what they would have to say. Um, and then I blindly emailed everyone and some said, I would say most said no, some said yes. Did you get yes. responses from everyone? Did you get <laughs> I, some like... Well, I didn't. I actually, a lot of people I'm still waiting on a response from, which is <laughs> Maybe they depressing. can be in the sequel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I emailed people and then when I kind of was getting a little bit more of a solid list, I started asking my brothers, I have two younger brothers, and I started asking them, you know, who would they want to hear from? One is 16 and one's 20, so I thought that would be a kind of a good age range. Um, and, and I was asking people my age. I wanted this to be a book that was appealing to both men and women graduating college because there are so many advice books out there for women, as we know, and not a lot for men as well. So I, I wanted this to be appealing to both genders. And um, I think that the list that I ended up with seems to be good for everyone. <laughs> Is there anyone that you wanted to interview that you didn't get to that sticks yes, out? Yes, my biggest disappointment. Um, I think for me, I really wanted to interview, as a USC alumni, I really wanted to interview Will Farrell because he also went to USC, but he couldn't be a part of the book. Um, so that was tragic for me. <laughs> Stab in the heart. Exactly. Maybe you can write his memoir or something. I know, literally. I will. Um, what interview surprised you the most? Um, I would say John Legend's interview surprised me a lot because I had never... I think you, you look at someone like John Legend and you see him for all of his success right now. And, you know, he's such a big deal um, in the music industry and just... As a, as a person in general, and talking to him and hearing that he paid his own way through college, and when he graduated had so many student loans to pay back that he got to work right away and um, worked in the financial world before he was able to actually focus on his music career. So I think hearing his story and his journey to getting to where he is today was interesting for me, because you don't look at someone like John Legend and think like, oh, he you know, paid his way through college and was really focused on getting a really great education. You think of him as the big time musician that he is today. So his story was really interesting. Also, Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx, uh, who every woman in here knows what Spanx is. <laughs> um, uh, her story was really interesting because she graduated college and wanted to delay going into the real world. So she went to work at Disneyland and then wasn't qualified enough to be one of the characters at Disneyland. So she left and moved back home with her mom and went door to door selling fax machines for seven and a half years, which sounds like a very miserable job and credits the fact that she heard no every single day um, to being able to go along and make the prototype for Spanx and which is now a billion dollar company. So her story was also really interesting. And your mother is in the book. Yes, she is. is it, did you find it easy or hard to interview her? Um, I would say I found it 
hard in the beginning because I just laughed the whole time because we were just laughing and when we get in a room together and laugh, it's not a good situation. So I think it took longer than uh, my other interviews because I had to get to a serious ground with her, which um, I would say it was harder at, at, the, at the start, but it ended up being a really fun interview and we talked way longer than, <laughs> than necessary. <laughs> uh, who is your dream interview? And I, I will go as far as saying living or dead. Beyonce. Beyonce is my dream interview too. Maybe we really? can. Really, we should do we it together. Do it together. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it together. She's my goddess. I love her. Um, do you have plans to author another book? Um, I mean, that's a dumb question. Obviously, you do. But I mean, are you taking a break? Obviously, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I literally, I have no idea. the The two books that I've done so far really just kind of, I did because I was frustrated with an issue or a topic and wanted to do a book because I felt. Uh, no one was really talking about both topics, so... Um, or, or sort of what is out there seems to be slightly antiquated, I feel like. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't really ex- exactly speak to kids the way that they want. Like, it almost looks down at them, I feel like, a lot yeah. of books about college. Well, especially for my generation of millennials, people are <laughs> talking very badly about us, so being able to have um, a book that was giving advice to millennials and not kind of dumbing them down was, uh, I think, a positive thing for us. So you never know. What advice do you have for a young person that is looking to set out and write their first book? Um, I would say if you believe in it, to push forward and, and make it happen. I have had a lot of different book ideas since my first book that just simply did not work, even though I felt like, oh, I really want to do them, or I really want to do this topic, I think it'd be really interesting, and it turned out not to be. I think just if you really want to be an author and you really want to um, write a book and you love writing, that you can make it happen if you believe in yourself, first of all, and if you believe in what you're writing about, because if you don't believe in yourself, then no one else will. There is, um, I mean, this book is very journalistic, uh, compared to other books, do you see yourself kind of going, and go, I'm going to ask the dreaded question, like do you see, see yourself going in, down that path career-wise, or? Um, I mean, I love doing it because I'm just a, a, like, I'm a, a curious person, so I ask questions naturally, like even with my friends, they probably hate going to meals with me because I ask them like a million and five right. questions, so for me, I love doing that anyway, um, and it would be amazing to be able to do that, um, I'm actually about to start shooting a, a show with Pop Sugar that is going to be an interview format show. So um, we'll start with that and see where that goes. <laughs> and hopefully to Beyonce. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you ever go into acting? Absolutely not. Never. Never, ever in a million years. Did you ever think about that? No. Abs- well, because when I was younger, I had to be in a play for my elementary school and I couldn't keep a serious face. I was excused from the class. So I could just never, it just would not be possible. Couldn't do it. I'll ask you in 10 years. Maybe you'll have a... T- I'll leave it to my brother. Yeah. My brother seems to be interested um, in that. Do you have a favorite movie? Favorite movie? Um, my favorite movie still is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> because I love rom-coms, and I feel like that's the last amazing rom-com. Right. <laughs> Sadly. Um, what is your favorite television show? Um, the Mindy Project. Do you binge-watch TV? I do. I'm binge-watching... Um, uh, Orange is the New Black right now. 
Oh, it's so good. And well, don't new, tell me anything because I'm still in the first season. This week, but <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, how have you used social media to build your brand? Um, I think now, social. If you don't use social media, it's almost impossible to do anything. Um, I even look at it uh, with the release of this book compared to the release of my first book, and it is a totally different world than it was. Uh, what is that? Almost three and a half years ago. So. Social media seems to be, you know, in charge of everything. And I think it, you could either use it to make you or break you. Um, I am a very cautious tweeter and Instagrammer. So, um, I mean, I think that I've been able to use it in my favor. But I think, you know, I think it's amazing what you can do with social media and, you know, the, the abilities that you have with it to be able to get in touch with people that you never would have been able to get in touch with before. Um, the invention of social media. So I think it's amazing. Do you prefer uh, one over the other, like one one service over the other? Instagram, Instagram, by far. I think Twitter is just, you can make yourself look like an idiot. And Instagram to me seems more fun and interesting. And you just look at pictures, which is fun. And you can kind of put different effects. It allows for an artistic side of you to be expressed that Twitter does not allow. Do you think... Uh, Obviously, you know, we're becoming very saturated with social media and with Facebook and whatnot. And it's a different thing than when I had graduated college. Um, a lot of of people are uh, not necessarily understanding that their future uh, bosses or, you know, when they're going through a job interview that, like, they're we actually Google and read people's tw- Twitter accounts. <laughs> but I think that's important like, for people to know. The same as their resume. Yeah. And uh, I mean, do you think kids are sort of overlooking this or is it a concern at all? I think that it is a huge concern and should be a concern because I don't think people, I don't think people censor themselves as much as they should. Right, and I don't think parents know how to censor their kids either because they didn't have to do well, that Well, I mean, if I even think about being a parent right now and think of the idea that my kid would be in high school and have access to all of this, that even when I was in high school, was so new that it wasn't really an issue for me. Um, but, I mean, I look at my 16-year-old brother, and he's not really into it at all, thank God. But I look at the girls that, you know, that he hangs out with, and they're so into it, and they the stuff that they post is just horrifying. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that it's it's definitely a big issue, and I think the lack of privacy that we, that we live in today is also a big problem. Is there... Uh any, what other places in the world would you like to live? Uh, I mean, I love New York, but I don't think I could like live here full time. Lo- I'm I'm an LA girl, so I'm I really think that LA is my place to live. What about the traffic? Do you <laughs> I'm, listen to I'm music? T- I just Do said you... it yesterday. The traffic is worse here because you sit still here, which is LA. You move a little here. It's just you're. You have to take the Still. subway. I mean, yeah, you do, but it's just a different form of transportation. Um, is there an inspirational line or quote or mantra, motto, fortune cookie, anything that kind of uh, keeps you going that you haven't forgotten that you... Mm. Um, I mean, I actually just did... Twitter did a campaign today that was the six words of advice, and I... Mine was just do what makes you happy, and I try to practice that in my life regularly because I feel like if you're not doing what 
what makes you happy, then it can just be recipe for disaster. So I'm lucky enough to be doing what I love doing and what makes me very happy to be sitting here with you. Um, so I think if you're able to do that, then that's an amazing thing. Whose constructive criticism do you take the most serious? My mom's. <laughs> Hands down, my mom's. Because she, she's very real and honest with me. And even though when I, even if I don't want to hear it, um, I still I respect and honor her opinion on things. So I always listen to what she has to say. Um, and we're going to go to Q&A in a second. But one final question. Um, what do you hope to have accomplished by the end of your career? Like when I'm dead? Like your legacy. Oh my God. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I hope one day I'm able to look back on my life and just make sure that, I'm, that I've worked hard, done what I'm passionate about, and that I've been able to be happy. That's all I really, that's all. <laughs> that's, that's a lot, but I, I, I think that's mainly what I want to focus on. Awesome. Well, we are going to take questions from you guys. Hi, how Hi. are you? Good, how are you? Great, my name is Fatima. I recently graduated from college last year and I feel like the same frustration that you were talking about. And I want to write a book too. Um, one question that I had was uh, about like interviewing. Do you find yourself like wanting to do like newscasting? Because you're really good at it. Or do you oh, want to just you. keep writing books? Um, I, I would like to be able to do a combination of it. Um, because I mean, with this book, I was able to interview it and then put it in a format where it was uh, able to be read and, and understood in a different way. So I think if I'm able to do both of both writing and interviewing, I, I don't want to do like hard news or anything. I kind of like talking to people. So if I'm able to do that, I would love to do that. So did anyone say like this book ever helped them or things like that? Yeah, actually, when I, when I go around to do different book signings, I get a lot of people who've just graduated college or who are just at random points in their lives where they are transitioning from either a career or just transitioning in life and have found that this book offers great life advice, which um, has been really great because I, when I started doing this book, I obviously intended to get advice for post-college graduate people. Um, and it ended up being a book that was filled with just nuggets of wisdom for any moment in your life. Um, so I have, I have heard a lot of people say that it's been very helpful and that it was something that was, has been very needed in the, in the book world and the marketplace. So that always makes me very happy when I hear that because for me, if I hear just one person say that, the, that this book has helped them and hearing someone's story of struggling or feeling like a failure has been able to uh, ease their mind or comfort them in some way, then, then the book has served its purpose. Thank you. Who was your funniest interview? My funniest interview... That's a really good question, actually. Did you do them all in person or were some on the no, phone? No, I, I did. I would say half on the phone and half in person just because people's schedules um obviously it was very challenging <laughs> um my funniest interview well it would have been will ferrell but. i mean yeah it would have been will ferrell um i think probably my mom just because I, I think i laughed the most in my interview with my mom 
Have you ever thought about writing a screenplay? And if so, what uh, genre would it be? Um, no, I have not thought of that. <laughs> um, my, my brother likes doing that, so I think he's better at that format than I am and uh, seems to have a wild imagination in that way, so I'll leave that to him to do that. <laughs> do you ever see yourself getting involved politically? I mean, the whole student loan situation, higher education, it's just not sustainable the way it's gone up. Uh, you know, do you see yourself making your mark uh, in that area as well? Um, I do not see myself going to politics at all. I think if you grow up in politics, you either develop a love for it or a strong dislike for it. Um, I respect everyone in the political world and admire all of the work that they do. I don't think that that life is for me. Um, but I think the issue of student loans is a huge one. I think it's a shame at how high the tuitions are now because I think it's getting harder and harder for people to be able to actually go get a great education. Um, I have two interviews in the book, one with Ron Bergam and one with Joe Cacady, who are experts on student loans and how to get on the right track to pay those back because it's something that will haunt you forever. Um, so that was definitely a really important topic that we put in the book. Um, and, and something that actually comes up a lot in every interview that I do for this book and whenever I talk about this book. So it's definitely a really big issue that I hope people will try and fix because I think the idea that you wouldn't be able to get an education is, is a sad thought. When you get ready to write a book, you wrote, uh, obviously, for this one and the previous book, are there specific authors that you look to um, to, to give you inspiration in writing style uh, and, and prose and ideas where to go to? Um, I mean, again, I would say that I, I go to ask my mom certain things just because she's written her handful of amazing books. So I kind of talk to her. But I, I talk to a lot of people whenever I meet an author anywhere or anyone that does any form of writing. I'm very interested in how they write and how that compares to the way I write, just because whether you blog online or you're writing a book or you're writing for a newspaper or a magazine, um, I think everyone's styles of writing are very interesting and cool to hear about. So I don't think there's one person that I, that I go to specifically aside from my mom, but I think I have a lot of writers in my family, so I think I, I kind of go to a lot of them. My uncles are all really amazing writers, so if I'm writing something that I want that to kind of get their advice on, I just kind of send it, I send it their way, and they send me their stuff, so we kind of have a nice family thing going. I just graduate, now what, now what? It's a lovely <laughs> question, thank you for asking that. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm on this book tour, so this is my, my life right now. Um, I also have a lifestyle website, which I love doing, and I'm also about to start shooting a show with um, Pop Sugar, which will be a web series. So that's, We know when that's going to, to air? I'm not 100% sure, but I will let you know when we do know. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for joining so us. Thank you so much. Thank you guys all for coming. And everyone download the book. Yes, download it. No matter how old you are or how young. <laughs> Whatever phase you are in your life. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys.